with the aspect of Yazera, known as the Mad King Hestia, successfully defeated, the party finds themselves back beneath the tavern in the summoning circle, out of breath, wounded, Vamak still bleeding internally. They all turn to see Luna, shakily getting to her feet after successfully bringing them back. She offers a quick smile before collapsing and falling almost immediately unconscious. Noah, are you playing the mock again? No, I'm playing the mock, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're taking turns. Yeah, actually, everybody gets to play him. Today's just my turn. It's an open audition, and we're just gauging who does it the best. Mom said it's my <laughs> turn with the Vamok. <laughs> As everybody's back in the tavern basement, the mock, somewhat shakily, says, Reese, Orval, either one of you. If you would be so kind as to heal this wound I have inflicted upon myself, it would be appreciated. Yes, I guess it wasn't all that necessary after all. Sorry about that. It was an experiment. It provided us with some information. But I feel I may have, as much as I loathe to say, overdid it. Just because I would know this as I was playing, um, can I heal this lethal wound just with a healing spell or like how how does that get or do I need to do like a medicine check nope not even close if only Luca were here lethal wounds require immediate attention or else the character risks death they can be downgraded to major wounds by intensive medicine checks usually presented in the form of a skill challenge that take great time and effort to complete or through very advanced magical healing taking a long rest or going to sleep with an untreated lethal wound can lead to death all right, so very advanced magical healing. Tell you what, let's let's go upstairs, get you laying down. Perhaps we can examine this a little better once we get up into the light. Very well. And Vamok starts heading upstairs. Rolander will assist him if needed or if he will accept it. Brynir will go pick up Luna. Okay, cool. Val's going to do that. Thank you, Brynir. Oh, Val's going to pick up Luna? Has Val been hitting the, hitting the weights? Some reps Val, Val actually <laughs> has a plus one to strength, surprisingly. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> just, that's the weights right there. Val's got it. Val's got it in his head. Is, it's not new. <laughs> I guess we could we could canonize that as since I became the godborn and, you know, grew like, I don't know how many inches. I'm going to tell you the truth, Laurel. That's That was already canon in my head. <laughs> Thank you. You are easily able to scoop Luna's limp body into your arms. She seems just on the edges of consciousness, her eyelids fluttering, shallow breaths escaping her mouth and nose. Mick also runs over to Brunier and Luna and says to both of them, Well, I'll speak for everyone. What in the world was that? (laughs) 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 Okay, I'll just answer my own questions. Luna, are you right? Luna mumbles something and that's it. She needs rest. And then Brynir goes upstairs. Take her upstairs as well. Yep, beat me to it. Again, way to go, Brynir. <laughs> with Vamok and Reese leading the way up the stairs. I'm sorry, Brynir, Vamok and who? With Vamok and Rolandir <laughs> leading the way up the stairs with Brynir carrying Luna behind them, Val and Mick in tow. You come up to the parlor of the tavern once more, where a figure actually sits at the bar, seemingly awaiting someone's arrival, though this figure is unknown to you. They seem to be of a short stature, and maybe I'll let Ammon describe exactly what they look like. 
uh, approaching the bar or the in the parlor there, you see those who are from the old world would recognize as a dwarf. I'm not sure that any have shown up during the new world context. Not after Otis. <laughs> it was just <laughs> Otis. Was the Otis. <laughs> but yeah, you, you see a dwarf. He's about four and a half feet tall. He is stocky as all get out. Like he's four and a half feet tall, but he also weighs 180 pounds. He is... Is that uh it's like a brick? Is that muscle? Yeah, mostly. I mean, he's he's actually um he's cut. He's he's pretty. I wouldn't say he's cut. I just, he's normal. So he's got a little bit of tub on him. He's sinewy. <laughs> he's sinewy. <laughs> We're gonna use sinewy in the completely wrong way. <laughs> sinewy. I, I was he gonna is, I was gonna ask about the cutness. I was gonna say, is he like more cut than Brynjir? Same level? He's way less cut than Brynjir. But okay. he's you know I'm I'm imagining somebody that's just like massive and then you just scale him down a bit to a dwarf size exactly. you know just like beefy you know he has what one might call a comically sized pack next to him it's like really tall like he's sitting down and you can see it over the bar and he normally carries it <laughs> on his back so it's big and um yeah he's you know nice he's well groomed he got a little bit of gray but he's definitely not old um and yeah so he's just he's a dwarf and just showed up there sitting down kind of like looking around to see if there's anyone to get him a drink as Rolandir comes up to the top of the parlor with Vamok, he looks at the figure sitting there and just kind of... Inspired. How obvious is this lethal wound in Vamok? It's internal. He just, he just like stabbed himself, so he's probably like hobbling a little bit. He stabbed himself in his heart. He's, yeah. he's clutching yeah. his he's clutching his chest. <laughs> it was not it was not a great moment in history. Well, upon in Vamak, are you coming up first or like really near you're helping Vamak come up, correct? We, we probably come up at the same time. Vamak right. probably a little. Well, later. upon seeing guy clutching his chest and helping the other one, uh this dwarf he kind of he stands up real quick, which actually lowers his total height because he was taller on the bar stool. So it lowers his total height <laughs> and he walks around. Says, <laughs> Is there uh, something you all need? You're looking a little rough there. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I'm delighted. <laughs> no, I, just, I, I see your friend, and it looks like he's got a problem. Are, are you okay there, son? And he walks up to Vamok, who, compared to him, is comically large. Um, <laughs> and he says, are, are you okay? You're holding your chest there in a way that I'm not quite comfortable. You, you would not- Stay right there. I might have something for you. And he runs over to his pack, and you hear the gentle clink of some bottles. <laughs> <laughs> the only person who's ever talked over Vamok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, on a scale of one to ten, how would you classify your discomfort? Probably a ten. Oh, you're going to need the big boy then. Hold on a sec. This one's a little hard to get in here. <laughs> and he starts messing around. You hear the clink, clink, it, clink. Excuse me, sir, what? but you you must have us wrong. We, we're... we're Closed have been for quite some time. I, I now I, I don't know what you're talking about. I walked in the door here and it was wide open. <sighs> yes, it was. <laughs> have we seen other beings that are short as Ammon? Not since Otis. I mean, only if you're from the old world, right? You would recognize. Like, if Franz people are shorter, right? Efron well, was short, but he was he was still taller than him. It's like five and a half feet. Yeah, yeah. he's not. Yeah, good. good. It wasn't foot. beefy. He right? wasn't like a dwarf. Reese, it is unlikely he is here for drink. Uh, well, uh, to be honest, I was actually hoping to who I inter- One moment. Let me solve this problem first, then I can give you my proposition. So he goes in, and um, interestingly enough. This is for everyone's information. This isn't really in the game. but So he's a wizard, but Ryan and I kind of worked out he's going to be a potions guy um, in general. 
and he is actually a transmuter, transmuting wizard. And at level 14, they get a master transmuter, which means I have the ability Panacea, which is an instant full health regain for any curse, disease, poison, anything. So now we're going to do it. Welcome to the party, dwarf. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, from freaking savannah drawl blasting yeah. someone out of your <laughs> mouth so he's in there he's in the corner there and he's just messing around and he's grabbing all this stuff so he brings out something and it is a very dirt like looking liquid that is now in this bowl this vial and he just walks over to my now tell you what i just need you to drink this right up and you'll be feeling good as new and that won't take 15 minutes you're gonna be feeling like you want to go run a couple of laps you know uh, now all one, right just take, take a sip of that one one second who are you exactly, and why should we trust you to take anything that you're proffering us? At this point, the others have come up the stairs. And they come up the stairs to see Vamak take the brown liquid out of the dwarf's hand and just down it without asking questions. Who's this? Oh, well, your good friend here was just asking me. My name is Bartholomew. Bartholomew? Two, two words? <laughs> is Bar- that it? No, I mean... <laughs> Are you asking for my my family name as well? I'm sorry. I just it's it's been a while since I've seen some people walking around. I'm a bit of a traveler myself, so I'm sorry. My name is uh, Bartholomew Gravenstone. Mm. Brynjir Indrid, and then Brynjir goes upstairs. Well, he was just an absolute delightful fellow, now wasn't he? As Brynjir walks past and Vamok downs this substance, your like veins bulge and your body is racked with these pains and spasms. And, like, you almost double over just by the, the force of this concoction as it works its way through your body. You can almost feel, like, your skin just getting rid of all of its toxins at once. And you have a strong urge to both throw up and crap your pants. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. I hate that. <laughs> have you had this before, Laurel? <laughs> I, I, well, not this specifically, but have I done that before? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, oh my Just, gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was awful. I've been there. It's terrible. <laughs> Bartholomew walks up to Vamak and he says, now, I probably should have mentioned beforehand that you are going to feel like you want to die for the next 15 minutes, but after that, you're going to feel amazing. So just, just stick to it. I'd actually, you probably want to sit down over here. And he just kind of gestures to a seat, which is not his. She doesn't own this place, but he's gesturing Vamak towards the seat. Vamak, <laughs> at this point, clenching his anus. Um. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to know. <laughs> um, he goes and he sits down. Can we just cut that and put that in like a GIF? Is there an audio GIF form? <laughs> Watching his anus could take just the, the audio of that. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Riftwalkers. Clenching Please his tell me, what what does Vamok do while doing this? Oh, I already this? said, he went and he, he sat down. Okay. As, as Vamok goes to sit down, Rolander walks up behind this fine Bartholomew fellow puts his hand quite forcefully on his shoulder and just says, we should have a chat outside. And he's kind of like guiding him outside the door. That is wide open, as he very correctly stated. I couldn't agree more. Very interested to talk to the owner of this establishment. Now, real quick, uh, Ammon, is there anything on Bartholomew's personage, clothing, or otherwise that would signify that he was a rift 
Warden? Not really. He did a pretty clean break. Okay. Uh, is it pretty, like, for those who are from the old world, can we recognize immediately, oh, this guy's a dwarf, you know what I mean? Like, from the old world. Oh, yeah. He looks about as classically a dwarf as possible. Like, he's got the beard, he's got the, you know, just... Everything except for the Scottish voice. The Scottish Keep southern voice. Keep their feet voice. on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little World of Warcraft <laughs> line for all you guys. <laughs> Does Bartholomew allow Orlander to lead him outside? Yeah, or... yeah he, he happily follows. Okay. Oh, yes, he's happily guided. He's not really following. Now, I... And Orlander's actually just now finally kind of taking a good long glance at this dwarf who's standing in front of him. And it kind of stops his speech pattern as he was about to uh, start laying into him. And he says, wait, you're a dwarf. Uh, yes, I am, in fact. Uh, as I said, my name is uh, Bartholomew Gravenstone. Uh, yes, 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 service, yes. I, I, I got uh, that. Thank you. Um, okay. Interesting that you recognize me as a dwarf, though. Uh, most don't, though I haven't seen one like our friend in there. He, uh, if I didn't know better, I'd say was a Goliath. He definitely didn't have the ears of those big ones. I've seen a couple yes. of them, but haven't talked to him too much. You and, well, let's see. I have to get this straight because it's changed a lot. So, Mick... Were you, like, actually a Rift Warden, or did you just come with the Wardens as, like, a group? Um, yeah, I came with them. I wasn't actually a Warden. So. Okay, and then Vamok, obviously, okay. But I am from the Old World. But... Mick was in the same line as, like, uh, Vamok, because there were Rift Wardens and Rift Colonists. So. Yeah, I think the only Warden was Reese and, and Otis, but he got toasted. <laughs> Old he did pretty early. Yeah, yeah, did pretty early. All right, well, yes, you... All right, the one in there who you gave that whatever it was to, he is a Goliath. So I call it panacea. Panacea. Would that mean anything to him? Is that a common phrase? Do you, do you think, or <laughs> would it well, be no, just... so that that is a real term, and it's just it, it refers to a medical cure that cures anything, like a cure all. Okay, I was I was having a hard time mixing like pancreas and Pangea. Oh, oh! So it was. So it was CBD oil then. Let's cures see. all. Cures all. Essential oils. A, a big old microdose. Yeah. <laughs> so, here. Let, how long have you been here? Let's start with that. Uh, that's a great question, Ryan. How many years has it been since maybe like the second expedition? We're talking really early. It's been like 50 years, right? Oh, like, it, it depends on if you're going New World or Old World time. Time here. In Egadon, it's been between 12 and 15 years. So he's been here longer than Mick has? Yeah. Dang. I mean, like, obviously with math, I'm just wondering. <laughs> okay, um, in that case then, he's just, I've been here about 15 years or so. Got kind of hazy there in the middle, I'm not real sure. There was a time I didn't really have much contact with anyone, so... A little confused, but I'd say, I'd say in the area of 15 years, 12, 15. And are you a warden or did you simply come with them? Well, you know, you caught me in a, a rough situation. I am here to find my, my dear boy, uh, Tomei is his name. He, uh, he made a mistake and I got angry, but, uh, I'm here to, I'm here to fix that. I'm unfortunately stuck here and, uh, honestly, I'm a little sad that I haven't found him yet. But, uh, no, I never, I was never truly affiliated. In fact, I almost feel bad for taking advantage of them. So, so you were not a warden, you simply no, no. joined? Okay. No. no, I just, uh, <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you personal what. business. And Rolandier 
peeks out through back into the wide open door. Are the rest of y'all inside of the building just staring at them having this conversation? Or Well, I'm pretty sure Vamak is still clutching his anus, but other than that. <laughs> yeah, he's, Vamak is clutching his anus tight. Val, Val was going to make a sassy remark to Vamak and then go upstairs, so I can't speak to anyone else. Um, Mick is still there. It'll probably sit by Vamak, not really... Well, noticing that he's clunch- clutching his anus, but, I mean, besides that, kind of making small talk as he does. <laughs> Gonna have to flag this episode explicitly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, that's a medical- anus. That's a medically correct anat- anatomical name, so... <laughs> I guess I should say clenching his anus, not clutching, okay? <laughs> Important <laughs> distinction <laughs> there. I, I thought Regardless clutching. of the verb, small talk is still awkward. Yep, yep. Uh, Vamok, how's the okay. weather? Not for Mick, but whatever. <laughs> you see Brynir come down the stairs without Luna. After looking inside and just kind of seeing this, Relander turns back towards Bartholomew and just says, Alright, well, you'd best come inside. Just as much good there, and they'd probably have some questions for you as well. Well, uh, before I do, if I could ask you, who is the owner of this fine establishment? Doesn't matter. He's dead. Uh, upon that somber note, Bartholomew is not one to not shut up when it appears, when it appears to be the obvious choice, and uh, he doesn't say <laughs> anything else. And Rolander walks back inside. Bartholomew fall. All right. Everyone, this is Bartholomew. Bartholomew, this is everyone. They can introduce themselves as they will. Bartholomew, as you can tell, is not from this world. And he's... You realize you're only speaking to Vamok and Mick, right? And Brynir now. came back downstairs. Upon entering, Bartholomew, uh, he made his way back to his pack, and he actually took a small... Uh, he takes a small keg out. like It's like a little barrel is in the bottom of his pack. And he just pulls this off and he says, Now... Apparently, it does not matter who owns this fine establishment, but I would like to make an offer. I myself, as I introduced earlier, Bartholomew Gravenstone, it's a pleasure. But I can tell that you have a, a slightly lower flow of clientele than may be appropriate at an establishment such as this. It's truly well done, and honestly, the location is the best I've ever seen. I am an excellent brewer. I make the finest ale in all of the Grey Mountains. And I would like to offer you my services. I've been wandering recently, but I think I need a place to settle for a moment and recuperate uh, some capital to continue my search. And I was hoping that I might uh, impose upon you. Obviously, I'd make my keep here. I'd be happy to make the ale for you. But uh, if you would be willing, I'd like to stay for a, a, a time, a short time. Yes, you can partner with me. Are you yourself a, a brewmaster? No, but I'm quite proficient at drinking it. I will tell you the truth. I could see that on your face the moment you opened your mouth that you, sir, are a man of fine taste. Here, try this and tell me this is the sweetest honey ale that you've ever tasted in your life. And he goes and he steals one of the cups and he just gives a little bit, you know, he opens it up a touch, gets a drink and he hands it over to Bernier. He's got this very, come on, look at his face. <laughs> Bernier takes it and kind of just chugs it well, that was uh, traditionally I'd recommend a, a more thoughtful palate test, but I can see that you're a thirsty man. Let me get you one more. He chugs that one too. Okay. You know, this stuff's not bad. I could see this partnership working. In honor of the old man, you can stay. Uh, the the old man. Can, can I assume that is the original proprietor of this fine establishment? The dead one. Yes. 
All right, I'm sensing a really down. Very calloused talking about somebody who died like two days ago. And also, you've known for 50 <laughs> years. Yeah, you knew him for 50 years, and you're like, the dead one. Yeah, that guy. I'm assuming, I'm assuming he's grumpy and doesn't want to talk about it. Because he's in grief. And grief shows its way in many different ways. So. That that is the the more gist of it. Yes, that was the vibe I was getting. Can I have Vamok do a quick saving throw, Constitution, please? <laughs> uh, you really? get plus five to that because oh, because you're by race around to help you out. <laughs> Keep your uh, the things that are on your inside on the inside. <laughs> Vamok got a twenty-three. Nice. Oh, All right, you hold it in. <laughs> you that would be an awful <laughs> Upon the uh, exchange of ale and partnership that has just happened in front of him, Rolanders stands up and he says, All right, well, we have some things to discuss, but you know what? It actually probably is for the best that someone is here to watch over things and make sure the place doesn't run into the ground as it seemingly did beforehand. You're right, it honestly has been months since this place has gotten a good tending to, so who knows, perhaps a good breath of life will do us all a good bit of health. It is quite late in the day by this point, I should add. Your extra planar adventure took quite some time. Well, addressing the crowd, I'm kind of confused in the timeline here. How long has it been since people have been in the inn regularly? Months. Bartholomew steps up and he says, Now, I'm not sure if any of you all are uh, familiar with the runnings and goings-on of such a location, but if you would be willing, I think I could give her a little clean-up, show you, show you what that I mean business, that I think that we can have a, a really fruitful partnership here. Uh, with your permission, of course. It seems like it's rather late, but I don't sleep too much these days anyways, and I'd like to just get a little bit of work done. All quiet lack, of course. I don't mind. I have some questions for you anyways. Okay. Well, he's going to start hammering like a crazy man, so... <laughs> Rolander just goes and shuts the door closing out the night air and kind of waves his hand at that uh, offer from Bartholomew and just goes upstairs he's gonna turn in for the night Vamok is actually going to open the door again and go find a place to relieve himself (laughs) wise idea um, Mick is probably going to retire for the night, but before he does that, he goes up to Bartholomew and says, oh, I'm sorry, Barty, was it? Well, my mother called me Barty. Traditionally, people call me Bartholomew, but you seem like a snappy one, so you know what? I don't mind it. Go ahead. <laughs> Barty, it can be. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad you said that because uh, it's already stuck in my mind that you are Barty. But very good to meet you. My name is Mick, but you may call me Mickey. Uh, Mickey, is that uh, short for Miklish? Uh, ah. No, that's a very common name for people from the old world. And uh, From the old world? Your Can't you see? way. Now, I don't want to be too forward here, but I do have a sniffer on me. And <laughs> what is that mean? I think that you might be a, a changeling. Is that true? By George. By George. Nobody has ever pegged me for a changeling. Actually. Well, I've just never seen any. Uh, you look like a fellish man, right? Yeah. No, uh, Talik, sorry. Talik man? Well, I've just never seen a Talik man with such a sense of rhythm, a sense of uh, style. Je ne sais quoi. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, uh, je ne sais Speaking quoi. in old world language, of course, I know what you mean. <laughs> 
just figured, you know, it's it had to be something about you. And every changeling I've ever met has just been the darndest fella of fella. And, well, incredible, incredible indeed. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you, Miklas. I will call you Mickey. His little handshake. Barty, I knew I was going to like you from the moment I saw you. Pleasure to meet you. Absolute pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. Oh, beautiful. And Mick goes up the stairs and retires. I wanted evening. Mick... Oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna, I wanted Mick to say, I'm sure again. Oh. <laughs> Pleasure. I'm sure. I'm well, sure. Well, Mick is, Mick, I mean, Mick is very impressed by this treatment, actually. Mick doesn't get that very often in response to his Southern introductions. Charm. Yeah, honestly. Southern hospitality. <laughs> what has Val been doing as these goings on are happening below? Yes. Um, Val followed shortly after Brynjir to go up and, like, sit by Luna. So after Brynjir left, I imagine Val would just have... I don't know if there's, like, a chair in her room. I don't think he would feel comfortable sitting on the bed. But he will um, summon the Archbishop and sit in a chair near Luna's bed and just sort of wait for her to wake up. It doesn't take long for her to regain more of a semblance of consciousness than she had before. And as she blinks awake, she looks up at you and motions for you to to come closer. Okay, Val will uncomfortably stand and move closer to the bed and sort of like, as a, a show of good faith, like s- sort of dip the archbishop down to hop on the bed by her. Mm-hmm. And Luna, obviously exhausted, is just like, you, you all made it back. All of you. You're all all right. Uh... This time, yeah. Good. Good. And she just closes her eyes and is out like a light. Okay. Val will tuck her in and leave the archbishop and go to his own room. Unless anyone else has anything in particular that they want to do, the night carries on without further incident. Vamok's nauseousness passes... And he feels almost entirely rejuvenated. You will still need, you know, some rest to get your body back into working order. But for all intents and purposes, your lethal wound is healed. Rad. With some very advanced magical healing. That's some potion. (laughs) Seriously, I saw that on the transmuter thing and I was like, this is probably good to have. That's why I've done a couple of healing spells in general, like as potions, because we never have any healing. And uh, that just happened to be a pretty great one. I can also make someone younger if they want. Oh, nice. Ooh. Hit me up. Only in appearance. Call me. Only in appearance. <laughs> they still will die at the same amount. So you got like a, a tube of hair dye or something in your bag. <laughs> it's magic. Just some wrinkle cream. <laughs> so it, yeah, anti-wrinkle cream. It works great for um, balding men. Good to know. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, by the way, the reason that he was, uh, Brynir was asking questions to Bartholomew is he wanted to learn more about this old world that's only come up like once for him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We haven't really talked to Brynir at all about that. As the morning sun rises on a new day, the tavern is home to now yet another wayward soul in the form of Bartholomew, the dwarf. Well, anyone who comes downstairs the next morning will find that Bartholomew not being given a room kind of slept downstairs <laughs> and already has some nice biscuits and gravy going. Full breakfast is, is happening him. here. 
It's all it's all shaping up to look nice. He's done a little bit of work in the parlor area. I also I, forgot he wasn't given a room. Well, so I feel just, I feel like that was Bartholomew's fault. He was he was talking with me during the night after everybody left. He could have just asked. You know, it, he he felt uncomfortable because everyone is asleep and he was hammering so loud that he's like, oh, I can't ask anything now. So <laughs> the Vamok waking up the next morning. Heads downstairs and uh, finds Bartholomew making some delicious-looking biscuits and gravy. And he approaches him and he says, Your name, it was Bartholomew, yes. Uh, yes, indeed, it is Bartholomew. And, and yours, friend, you know, I, I did not catch it last night. You were in a bit of a hard way. Yes, I am Vamak Nugalanathi. I'll just call you Vamak. Thank you for your hospitality. This little setup that you all have is just the nicest thing I've seen for years. Absolutely delightful. Thank you for allowing me to stay here and be a part of this. It was not my decision, so I am not the one to thank. But and I appreciate it nonetheless. Would you like I a am, plate? Oh, yes, I suppose. <laughs> Still taken aback by I am grateful for your assistance. And I am indebted to you. If you need Think anything nothing from of me, my friend. I will come to your aid. <laughs> I, I hope I don't. To be honest, I hope I never need to. But just knowing that I can, if I should, already makes me feel better. You know, I myself don't like to do too much of the, the violent sorts. Occasionally, it's good to have someone who looks like they could take someone on you, my friend. And he kind of adopts sort of like a boxing stance. He's like, you look like you know your way around a punch or two. <laughs> <laughs> I could say the same for you. Uh, only in my youth. I, I swore that off years ago. Now f- kind of making his way downstairs to the smell of biscuits and gravy, Rylandir rounds the corner and sees Vamak and Bartholomew conversing and, you know, kind of in this discussion of owing one another and thinking whatever Rylandir says to Bartholomew. And getting to the subject of wanting things or needing things... You mentioned something last night that I failed to ask about. You're looking for someone by coming here? What was your original purpose? I am indeed. I'm. This is embarrassing. Well, to be honest, my purpose currently is to get a little bit of capital, as I said. But I am trying to find my young boy. He came. He became one of these rift wardens. We had a terrible argument. He became one of these rift wardens. Actually, you folks look like you might know some of them. I'm trying to find my... He apparently left the group early on, and I thought, hey, how many dwarves are there in this place? Uh, not that many, but to be honest, not as many as I've seen, so I'm just not quite sure, yeah. Now, I... Although I don't look at now, I actually used to be a Rift Warden as well when I first came to this world. What was your son's name? Perhaps I knew him, or he was... When you said you've been here for 15 years, you must have been one of the first expeditions that came through. I was I was the second or third. To be honest, I don't really know. They kept talking about that stuff in lectures, and all I wanted to do was brew some beer. You know what I'm talking about? But uh, from what I understand, he was one of the very first to go. He he joined up there, and he decided to go. And I came in shortly thereafter. His name was Tomei. Uh, but yeah, he came really early on. I... As far as I know, he goes under that name, but I haven't seen anything since. I've been up and down this continent. Oh, seems like <laughs> has been years. And uh, yeah, he gets kind of like a long look. You can tell it's it's kind of haunting him. These 
hasn't heard anything about his son this time, particularly since in these 15 years, he's noticed there's really not that many dwarves. Anyone his height is actually kind of weird. So it's like, kind of seeing him zone out or whatever into his little thousand yard stare. Relander says to him, Tome. The name doesn't ring too many bells in my head. I, I was somewhat adopted by the Rift Wardens at a young age, so I was there when this whole thing pretty much started. I am sorry, I don't remember much about any dwarf named Tomei, but... Well, just... Let me let me ask you real quick. You said you've been there for a long time. You had to have seen him. Okay. He was a, he was a tall, tall dwarf. I'm talking 4849. Tall dwarf. Deep black beard. I swear his beard must have gone down to his toes. It was humongous. And he wore thick arm. Anything? Nothing like that? I'm sorry, but honestly, what you've described is approximately most of the dwarves that I saw pass through the Rift Wardens. Um, anything more distinctive, perhaps? Um, not Tomei Gravenstone. I mean, there's not. I, I'll keep looking. Like I said, I, I'm right now. I need him to get a little bit of money. I'm not having the situation. I've actually been wandering through these woods for the last six months, and I'll tell you what, it is awful hard to find enough to eat when you don't kill anything. So it's, yeah, it's it's hard. Um, but if, if you're willing, I'd like to just, uh, sit here for a while, get a little bit of money, then I think I'd have to continue on my search if if that could be interesting to you in some way. Bartholomew, as promised, you have my assistance if you should so desire. Well, I wouldn't want to take you from whatever journey you're doing. I mean, it's not often someone comes out of a basement suffering what looks like a knife to the chest. So I'm going to assume there is some very, very interesting magic going on back there. I myself am a practitioner of the mystic arts. No need to worry about him. It was self-inflicted. Um... That just gives me more reason to worry. How how in the earth could you say that it was self-inflicted and think that was not a reason to worry? Are you are you well, son? <laughs> my my friend, it is quite all right. It was a calculated risk. Well, I tell you to calculate those risks a little bit less because that could be considered reckless. At this point, Brynjir comes in from the back door looking a little sweaty and he doesn't really care that it, people are talking. He's is the food ready? Yeah, yeah, I got one right here for you, Brynir. I'll tell you what, I got you an extra big plate because I can tell you, you look, you look like a man who needs to eat. And he does. He pulls out a plate, and this thing is stacked high. And we're talking nice, thick sausage gravy, really fluffy biscuits, perfectly salty. Definitely use baking powder and not baking soda. No one knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. I like this one. Now, is Brynir, um totally shirtless or does he have the deep v on actually he is shirtless that's how i was that's how i was imagining it his shirt's over his shoulder Uh, he's like dabbing the sweat off his brow with it (laughs) classic he has a different rag for that yeah you know he doesn't get the deep v dirty that's his show shirt in the corner (laughs) there's actually a couple of the village girls who come down every morning just on the off chance this happens with brinier that is not canon (laughs) when you're out there pumping iron (laughs) well my friend I can't. I, he wouldn't say that. That's what Efron would say. Oh. That is what Efron would say. <laughs> <laughs> He's warming up. <laughs> well, Bartholomew, you seem to be quite skilled in more ways than one. Well, I, I, 
I doubt someone can live 150 years and not be. What's the average lifespan of a dwarf? It's like 250. Okay. Okay. I would not be opposed if you accompanied us. Especially if you know more of those um, potions. <laughs> you want to see a real kicker? Let me show you a real kick. Now, I don't do this often, but I can whip one up real quick. Why don't you come out here with me? And he gestures for all three of them to accompany him uh, out, outside, just, just in the area. Brynir brings his plate. Yeah, I, I assume we all follow. Yep. So he looks and he turns He turns to Vamak. He looks at, you know, between all three of them, he says, now who is feeling lucky? He is, and he slaps Reese Overlandia on the back. You, sir, are <laughs> looking like a lucky man. Now, I swore off harming any other living creature, so I cannot do this for you but this is what I need you to do. And he takes out a bottle and this is filled with like some strange blue ooze. And he says, I need you to put this in your mouth, but you can not swallow. Do you understand? And what happens if I do? You will die. (laughs) Oh, great. Well, I can't say it's the most risky thing that I've done in the past 24 hours. So this is all I need you to do. It's very simple. (laughs) And he grabs it and he just throws it in his mouth. It's a bottle of Listerine. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, okay, hold it, hold it, hold it. Now you're going to feel something building in your mouth. You're feeling it. It's a little bit like a mm-hmm. popping feeling. You mm-hmm. feeling that? You feeling yeah, that? I'm, okay. I'm feeling that. Right when you feel like it's building, I just need you to open your mouth in that gentle direction and give me a good roar. Give me a roar. And it's bubbling. Oh, oh my, oh my gosh. And he like just opens his mouth <laughs> at some random direction, like almost too close to the, to the end. And it just, what happens? A giant lightning bolt streaks out of your mouth until it approaches. I'm assuming it hits a tree eventually until it hits a tree, which just explodes. It's like, I'm talking. And I'm assuming, you know, for force and action and reaction and whatnot. Rolander was not prepared for this, so it probably throws him flat on his back after it, like, comes Presumably. out. Presumably. It, it was a leather level three lightning bolt that just popped out of your mouth, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as, as Rolander is thrown back, you actually see uh, Brynjir laugh and almost choke on his food as he's just watching. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little gravy... <laughs> yeah, and so Verlander starts like kind of spitting whatever residue is left in his mouth. I'm envisioning like little kind of sparks, whatever, coming out. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, what was that? <laughs> that, my friend, was just a little bit of root, touch of powder, and in my personal twist on the recipe, just the finest shaved pine needles off of a struck tree. Mix it up together, chucking a little bit of... Uh, intent and things in this world are just so much easier my friends i tell you it took years for me to find the ingredients to that back in the old world but here Mm. here it is a mother load you give me three hours and that pack i have in there i'll get you another one well i can honestly say these are proving more useful than i imagined i although i definitely don't want to be the one to have to use this next time you said you learned how to do this self-taught or do you attend some school no way i understand it is actually confusing but the graven stone family has a long line of potioners and apothecaries some of us go farther than others unfortunately uh, my father and grandfather stuck more on the apothecary side but i have dedicated myself since the young age of 50 to making the world's finest potions and uh i don't want to say that i'm the best but 
I haven't ever met anyone better. <laughs> haven't helped at all. That's a good time, I think, as any to flash back inside. I think who who is still then inside? Val and Mick, I believe. And Luna. Let's flash inside to same time, interior, the tavern. Mick, Val, what's up? Mick was going to come down the stairs to see that nobody was there and probably would have walked out to go and find them. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I think that, like, maybe we can just arrive downstairs at the same time and, like, go stand in the doorway at this very opportune moment in time. Yeah. Something smells like toast. Don't you think, Val? Um, Val just sort of, like, gives Mick a look of of amusement and then um, looks at Bartholomew and says, These are your tricks, then. They are my my humble tricks, indeed. Uh, I I like what I do. Is that a crime? Not at all. Has anyone, um given you the waiver yet the the waiver i i feel it is sort of um my responsibility to warn you about getting involved with this particular group of people uh that seems unfortunate but okay y'all seem like fine people to me uh brinier here he was (laughs) he made me laugh my rear off i'll tell you what all morning i was out there talking to him (laughs) never seen a man chop wood like that (laughs) i don't know what running a bar has to do with adventuring or journeying with us. I d- didn't say... <laughs> Brynir, I think you know as well as I do that it has nothing to do with adventuring, that people tend to die around us. While we're adventuring, I have not forgotten. And outside of adventuring as well? Fair enough. Uh, Barty, pay no attention to our friend here, Val. He's been a little, let's just say, traumatized. Perhaps if you could just watch the inn, your services will do. Mick, I think it actually is a good idea to warn the good lad. It, you have been extremely nice and helpful, and you seem quite capable, but I think it is worth good warning to know what exactly it is that we were doing in that basement and what it is you may well find yourself entangled in if you stay and do watch this in. If that is the extent to which you stay with us, even, that... what. Val says is true. We, uh, in more ways than one, have drawn the ire of the gods of this world, and, well, they don't seem to let go of grudges very easily. We have decided to face these grudges head-on in a rather brash and blunt but effective manner. Well, then he just kind of, like, looks around and ki- killing the gods. And he's got, he has a shocked look on his face. And he's just like, because he was about to say, oh, don't worry about it. Some tell me what's, you know, kind of brief me what's going on. And he says, well, that's uh, different. 